Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. on the way and a swing and a drive to left center field gone another home run for George Springer his fifth here in the World Series and the Astros have blown out to a five to nothing lead here in the second inning I have several uh, points to make as we kick off the show here we go one I have no problem being in the car when the World Series is on, because those guys are so good. Oh, Shulman yeah. and Boone are great. They're fantastic. Yeah. And if I have to go do something while the game's on, it's not a big dramatic event that I'm going to miss something in the World Series because Shulman and, and Aaron Boone. Even the number are, two team of Shambi and Chris, Sing, uh, Chris are Singleton too, yes. are really good. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like them too, and they have a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. they, these guys are so good. Yeah. That and I like you know Buck and Smoltz are terrific too. But yep. uh, these guys, when you're in the car, you're fine. Uh, number two, if I ever meet <clears throat> Allison of the warranty department, who calls you on your cell phone fourteen times a day <laughs> to try to get you to extend the warranty on a car you haven't had, what does this have to do with the World Series? Oh. <laughs> I will spend the rest of my life in prison. <laughs> Allison. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to track you down. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hit the lightning. Oh, God. <laughs> wait a minute. You got it. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, if you're going to be doing this, we got to have the, uh, here we go. Not that he needs to channel any other cantankerous sports writer. But feeling extra salty, we now present Royce's Tom Powers moment. <laughs> Allison from the Warren Department. This B-word has been calling me oh God. for three years. She's automated. We're in delay, okay? Right? okay? She's automated. Yep. She's automated. But no matter what you try to do, block her. Scream at her. She finds a way. She scribes away, finds a way, changes the phone number. Oh. Always doesn't now use a out of area code mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. She's just trying to get you to say yes, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow, 
I tell you, I'll be in prison for life if I ever meet Allison from the warranty department. I just watched a movie, Block, uh, Brawl in Block Cell, in uh, Cell Block 99. E, or, okay, yeah. 99, Vince Vaughn. Maybe the most grotesque, gory, violent movie I've ever watched, start to finish. All right. At the end, he kicks a guy's head off and basically throws it down the toilet. Wow. Allison, you're in for it if you don't stop calling me. <laughs> uh, C, that's a good World Series. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> so it was like a layered uh, yeah, tirade. Yeah, I it see. was a layered tirade. Okay. That was a good World Series. Gotcha. And you know what? I've uh, been wrong about a few things, but remember when Charlie Morton started game three mm -hmm. against the Yankees, right? Yes. Wasn't it against the Yankees and only lasted three of the third? Blue pits, uh, you know. Well, one of them was that hits. cheap Frazier yeah, home the run. Yeah, the cheap Frazier home run. And I watched him that night, and I think I said it here. Yes, you did. He had... He was throwing 96 or 7 with this movement down there. And there was a debate whether they were going to let him pitch there, get, make his next start. Remember, mm -hmm. he made game six start, right? Yes. Down there, which... No, that got, was in Houston. In Houston. Yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, got I'm sorry. Him, yeah. got, kept the series going, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, I was right about Charlie. Charlie's got good stuff. And all right. Hinch got kind of caught up a couple of times in some goofy pitching moves, right? But the greatest thing a manager's done in the World Series, and except for Madison Bumgarner and and uh, Bochy not looking at him and letting him pitch, Just you're going to keep going, innings, son. But uh, yeah. was letting McCullers when he was throwing great finish off the Yankees with four uh, four innings, letting Peacock when he was pitching great get the last eleven outs. And then last night, letting you know, didn't you expect them to warm up Verlander? Or I thought for, for sure Verlander was coming but in for the ninth. He said, "To your ball game, son." And yeah. it doesn't look like Hinch spends. They never show Hinch going over and talking to the guys either, right? No. He's kind of stealing the Boshi thing of if you're cruising and you're fine, I'm not going to ask you. Well, and you know what else mm -hmm. I noticed too in watching this World Series. He obviously is very steeped in analytics because of the organization that he works for. I think that goes without saying. But he also looks like the kind of manager he's always surveying the field. He's looking at how a guy's reacting to something. I just, I really like his style. I really liked his and style. And by the way, Cody Bellinger had that little blip there in the middle of the series. Ended up striking out 17 times. Right? Oh, my God, really? Yeah. World Series times. record, I think, yeah. Yeah, and a postseason record, too, because total 30-something. Would that have beat Judge? Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge. Yeah, did, judge, judge had Judge had what twenty or no? Not, not probably he had not that one many. In, uh, in well, what series? The first the against Cleveland, he had didn't he have? Yeah, he had like fourteen of, of them or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Ton of them. But uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, the idea. Charlie Morton pitched five scoreless innings in Game Seven versus the Yankees, and then they brought in McCullers. And yeah. now he pitched four scarlet, four score, finished with four scoreless innings versus uh, versus the uh, Dodgers to win the World Series. And I think I, um, I think Buck and Smoltz mentioned too on the broadcast last night that they had talked to Brian McCann, mm -hmm. and Brian McCann basically said like, of all the years I've been a catcher and I've caught a bunch of different pitchers, 
Charlie Morton has like the best stuff that I've ever caught of of any pitcher that I've ever caught. So I mean that that says a lot about just well, a lot of how talented he is. Yeah. But now that you mentioned Brian McCann, he managed to drive you nuts. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah. I well, think I think what happened last night is cleared the way for a rule that a catcher can only go to a mound once in any. Yeah. A half inning. Yeah, they've they've got to yeah. do something. But he had to be he had to have twenty trips to the mound. And of yeah. course it it didn't help that I I already don't like Brian McCann anyway, just because he's kind of a jerk. But mm-hmm. but on top of that, like yeah, I respect how good of a player he is and how good of a catcher he is, but well, last night just drove me nuts. Now with McCullers, he needed all the help he could get. But once Charlie Morton got rolling, there was he There was nothing to say. They went out there once in a while. But yeah. uh, anyway, hey, uh, Jenny uh, Dial Creech, uh, I met her last year in New Orleans. Uh, a, a fine young columnist for the Houston Chronicle. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk to her about the. That'll be a. That'll be a parade. I got to think. Oh, uh, God. I got to think you're going to hear the million estimates. You know what else I want to know? People mm. estimates. How many reorders of that 2014 Sports oh, Illustrated cover oh, are they going to sell on? in Houston? Oh, yeah. What a, that's the greatest prediction in the history oh, of sports. It is. We're going to talk about that a little later. But, uh, uh, yeah, she uh, – remember how good it felt the first time in 87? That's what Houston oh, is God. doing yeah. right now. We'll uh, be back. Jenny Dial Creech is a sports columnist for the Houston Chronicle, and we were going to talk about the wonderful celebration of the Astros – and now we found out Deshaun Watson might have torn his ACL. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It, it's a roller coaster around Houston music. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> it is. Last time I was uh, with you, we were in New Orleans, and we were taking a lunch break, and you found out the Rockets had traded for Chris Paul. <laughs> so uh, things keep moving. Uh, not much we can say about Watson except uh, that's horrible. But uh, tell me about, uh, you know, you were an old, uh, you, you were a former basketball beat writer. What was the difference for you personally and just the excitement of, Houston really going through this for the first time. Yeah, so for me, what was what was extra special about this is I actually grew up in San Antonio, so the Astros were our team. Unlike unlike the you know we didn't really follow the Oilers. Everyone in San Antonio loves the Cowboys, and then uh, you know we obviously had an NBA team there, so you didn't really follow the Rockets closely. But the Astros were the team. Uh, that everyone in San Antonio liked, and, and they were my favorite team by far when I was a kid. I used to have, you know, pictures of, of Craig Biggio all over my high school locker and whatnot. So it was that part of it for me was cool because it's really the only team I covered that I have, you know, quote unquote history with, a team I followed my entire life. Um, but the, you know, the overall thing here was just after what this city went through with the hurricane and with the flooding, and people are still recovering. That's that's far from over, even though the national news cycle has moved on. There's still a lot of of damage left from Harvey. And this city really rallied around that team, and I don't think – I mean, you couldn't have scripted this any better. The fact that that Houston Astros are bringing a championship back to a city that can really appreciate it beyond maybe what they could have last year, you know. I, I think it's really, really special to see the response. 
Uh, Jenny, uh, we went through it in 87, and this is always, you know, this is more of a Viking town. It's like virtually every other town in the country that has an NFL team. But the first time we the, the Minnesotans went through it in 87 is still like the number one memory for everything. And to really go through it the first time for Houston, it's, it's you know, there's something special about it when it's baseball. I don't know what it is, but it, it seems to get in people's soul. It does. You know, I think baseball is one of those sports where obviously this is an NFL city, too, and people people are very excited about the Texans. They might be a little less excited today, um, but I, but that is a team they – every year, it doesn't matter good or bad, people are excited about them. Same with the Rockets. When the Rockets start winning, people, people are thrilled about it. But there's something about baseball that really is special overall. I mean, it's – it's where you take your kids. It's where it's like where families kind of gather at the ballpark. You, I, I feel like you see that a little bit more at baseball games than anywhere else, and it just brings together so many different people from you know different walks of life, different cultures, and it's just again like the timing for this is so great. Uh, my first year covering sports in Houston was 2005 when the Astros went to the World Series and got swept. That was exciting for the city that they got there, but I don't know that anyone truly believed that they would win it. This year, since spring training, everyone that you talked to about the Astros really believed and never stopped that this team would win the World Series. And it was as dramatic as they come to get there. <laughs> but once they did, and once they got to that Game 7 and won it, uh, it, it definitely was special. And it was, I mean, those guys, those players, a couple of them, like Jose Altuve going through three seasons with this franchise, losing over 100 games a year, uh, to see his face after this, to, you know, he really bought in to what the Astros were trying to do. And to see that pay off, it really is very special. From a distance, and I was in, there, in the clubhouse a couple of times when they were up here getting 40 runs in three games against the Twins, so they were a happy clubhouse, but they really seem like a collection of good human beings, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I covered them in spring training, and I knew some of them from, from covering them off and off over the last couple of years, um, but you could really feel it in spring training. I think that the the front office made the right moves. They brought in a couple of veteran guys like Brian McCann, Carlos Beltran, even a guy like Josh Reddick. He's a great clubhouse guy. And I think that when they when they put that mix in with your with your core, when you have Jose Altuve, when you have Carlos Correa, who I can't say enough about him. I just think he's going to be a star for a long time. You have Alex Bregman, and then you, you kind of Dallas Keuchel, and then you throw these veteran guys in the mix with them. I think it really worked out perfectly. The chemistry was right all along, and they all just—I mean, there, there's nothing but high praise for their manager AJ Hinch. And I think when you have all of that clicking, we've all seen it. You know, all of us who covered any any sports over the years, when you have your, you know, your staff and your players all getting along and working and seeing good things happen, and that's what happened with the Astros this year. So, uh, did the Chronicle get a print edition out of the five-hour and 19-minute uh, game, or did we just have to say the heck with it? No, we did. They got one out for free every game. What they did, I thought it was actually really great. I haven't heard of people complain yet, but they sent out an email to subscribers and, and put a note in the day before paper that said, 
hey, look, you might get your paper a little bit late because we're covering the World Series. And I thought that was wow. a terrific thing for the Chronicle to do. And I didn't hear anyone complain about it, but, of course, I haven't. I haven't been in the office, so I'll have to see how that went over. But they did it. They did it for all seven games of the World Series. They they pushed back the presses. Some people probably didn't have their papers at five in the morning, but hopefully the people of Houston didn't mind, so that they could get all of our coverage. Okay, so uh, what's down? Uh, is the parade going to be downtown? What's downtown look like? Is downtown okay? Is it the other other areas that are still ravaged uh, from uh, Harvey, or uh, what? What's downtown look like right now? Right. So, so downtown looks good. Downtown actually fared pretty well this time. Um, you know, in in 2009 during Ike, it was it was really bad downtown. This time, it got spared a little bit. Um, so everything is cleaned up and fine downtown. The parade is down there at two o'clock tomorrow. The giant school district here, Houston ISD, has already been told they have the day off. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, it's an understatement to say the city is really, really excited about this. I expect that parade to be crazy. I think I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> I've had a, a lot of festivities for me lately. I might, I might sit at home and, and take that one in from my couch. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet they go a million. I bet they get a million people. I bet they do. And um, again, there's room for it downtown, so I think that'll be great. I, you know, there's our our metro desk did a couple of stories on this, but hearing the stories of people who are you know, still rebuilding their homes that got to take even a short break and watch the Astros at, at school. It's just cool to hear that, that people can get so much joy in a really hard time from a team, and that, and that means a lot to the Astros, and it's genuine when they say that. Uh, you know, you have all these fantastic uh, young players, the young core, Altuve, still fairly young, George Springer, uh, Correa is going to be maybe the best player in the game. And then you got old Charlie Morton out there, which probably got a two <laughs> two paragraphs when he signed. And uh, and he goes five scoreless to start game seven versus the Yankees and four scoreless last night. And uh, he was a little choked up on that TV interview I saw with him. Yeah, I was so happy to see that for him because he had a couple of games throughout the playoffs where I thought he pitched really well, and then the Astros gave him no run support, ended up losing those games, and it definitely wasn't on him that that, that happened. So to see him get out there, and they had, I mean, they had Keuchel in the bullpen, they had Verlander in the bullpen, they had guys ready to come out and finish the game. I was so thrilled to see him stick with Charlie Morton and let him finish that out because... That guy, I mean, he had some nasty stuff. Those fastballs have worked for him in a lot of ways. And when he figured out, you know, what was being called and what wasn't and found that strike zone last night, he really did a terrific job. Well, uh, you uh, you thought you were going to come home and relax, but now you got to write about Deshaun Watson the next month. So uh, that is that is a, that is a kick in the shins, man. That kid is good. I know. It's really a shame. You know that. After the J.J. Watt injury, that was so deflating for the city uh, to lose J.J. Watt again. I mean, people love him. But they were able to get so excited about Deshaun Watson that it was like, that's okay. You know, like, we don't have Watt, but we have this kid. And this is the most excited I've seen Texans fans about any player in since Watt, truly. And now to have him go out like this, I think it's awful. 
he's also just in my dealings with him has been a, a terrific young man to deal with. Um, good head on his shoulders, works really hard, is taking the pressure and handling it well. So you hate to see this for him. He was really he was really on to a special season. I think that we could have started talking rookie of the year with him easily. You know, it, it really is a shame. So I'll be out there tomorrow to hear, you know, hear what's, what's next with him. But um, it is confirmed. It is a torn ACL. So I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. I think we're back to the, the Tom Savage days. And the Texans are going to have to go sign another quarterback. If that's it. That's all they've got. All right, Houston, they'll, they'll lovingly embrace Colin Kaepernick. Let's do that, huh? <laughs> All right, hey, Jenny. Yeah, go over well. <laughs> okay, Jenny, thanks for your time, and uh, relax for a few minutes anyway. I will try. Thanks again. All right, uh, Jenny Dial-Creech. Uh, I got to know her down in New Orleans for a couple, three days. She was down there for a seminar I was in, and, uh, uh, you know, young uh, woman who they took off a basketball beat and made a columnist, and... It is funny. We were having, we had a morning seminar. We were going to lunch. She gets a text. Uh, the uh, basketball, the Rockets. Rocket, Rockets signed Chris Paul. So she spent her time lunch between break. seminars writing a column on uh, getting Chris Paul made a call to somebody. And uh, you know what? The modern sports writer, back in the day, all we had to worry about was the print edition. You yeah. could have gone to lunch. It's you never know, ending now. Because there's nothing you could have written to get the message out. You mm-hmm. had to wait till the next day. Those were the days. <laughs> the hell with the internets. <laughs> we'll be back. Johnny Height with a ever-breaking sports <laughs> update. Listen, I just made a passing mention of this, but the idea, okay, the NFL ratings are down 5%. Yeah. It's because of the anthem protests. It's because of an overexposure. Or it's because when the Colts are on, Andrew Luck's not playing. Mm-hmm. When the Packers are on, Aaron Rodgers is not playing. <laughs> when the Houston's going to be on the rest of the year, Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt aren't playing. Yep. That's got as much to do with it as anything. How about this, too? That I'm, I don't... I'm not going to watch the Packers to watch Brett Hundley. How about this, too, though? <laughs> how much Brent of... or Brett? Do, Brett. How much does the uh, the effect of the Red Zone channel hurt their ratings? I think it hurts them probably a Because I, I usually, if the Vikings aren't playing, I, that's what I watch. I don't watch a game. I, I just put the red zone channel well, on. Well, the, the uh, networks are complaining about that. Are they really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's going to die then. <laughs> yeah, so that's much great. for your red zone. <laughs> no, the red, the, um, you know, the NFL thought it was bulletproof. That's for sure. They thought they could do anything. Mm-hmm. They got some problems, but people getting hurt's the biggest problem yeah. they got. This update brought to you by UPSjobs.com. UPS is seeking seasonal part-time package handlers in the Twin Cities. Earn up to $200 in weekly bonuses and $25,000 in tuition assistance. Apply now at UPSjobs.com. Tonight, Tyrod Taylor against somebody I've never heard of. My Bills, baby. Who's playing for the Jets? Who's McCown. the quarterback? No, he's Josh McCown. McCown. Oh, I'm going to turn in to watch him. Yeah. <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Was he the one that beat the Vikings like 14 yes. years ago? Yes, the for the same Cardinals. Guy? Him, him to Nate Poole. Yeah. Same guy. Come on, Pat, it's the Bills. we got to watch to see if somebody slams their wife through a kitchen table, you know, before the game starts. <laughs> yeah, that, fire. That's what the NFL should do. Go out and, you know, be Bills Mafia cam. The pregame show. <laughs> you, know how, you know how the guys on TNT, they, they play who he play for with Chuck? 
We should start doing that with Josh McCown now. Oh, he plays for him. He's with a new team every single year. It's and which McCown is it? Right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, Vikings defensive end, Everson Griffin. He's the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for October. Six sacks in five games. Uh, it's the second time that he has won this award. Uh, Vikings are on their bye week. They'll play the Redskins in Washington on the 12th. Uh, as you were saying, Patrick, horrible news out of Houston. Rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson suffering a torn anterior cruciate ligament at practice today will miss the remainder of the season. Uh, 12th overall pick in the NFL draft out of Clemson. He took over for Tom Savage midway through the season opening loss to the Jaguars, and he's had a great season. He's tied for the NFL lead in passing touchdowns with 19 with Carson Wentz, and Houston leads the NFL in scoring with 30.7 points per game. Uh, they only have one other quarterback on the active roster, and that is Tom Savage. So he's expected to resume his role as the star. Uh, oh, get him, Texas. The, uh, <laughs> you know, thank goodness it didn't happen before he beat that miserable SOB Nick Saban in the uh, national championship game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Miguel Sano's injured shin didn't allow him to play for the Twins in the postseason. There was some hope that time would heal uh, what was wrong with him. That didn't happen. So now Sano's decided to have surgery on the shin. The Twins making that announcement today. The surgery will happen in New York City on November 13th. And GM Thad Levine said a few weeks ago Sano was considering the procedure, which would come with a six- to eight-week recovery period. If that holds, it would have him back in time for spring training in February. He originally hurt his leg in mid-August when he fouled the ball off his shin. He missed about six weeks of game action. Uh, did come back that final weekend of the season, but then uh, wasn't able to be on the roster even for that playoff If game he plays before June 1st, I'll be shocked. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's that's a, that's a freezing hot take right there. <laughs> <laughs> Wild continue their homestand this evening. The Montreal Canadiens in town for a game at the Excel Energy Center. No magic in the La Habitants anymore there, no, uh, Johnny. They no, stink. No. It Unfortunately, so do our guys. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, baseball note, the Angels have agreed to terms on a five-year deal with Justin Upton. His contract... Uh, he was a free agent? ...run through yes. 2022 oh. worth $106 million, according to sources. Man. 30-year-old Upton had an opt-out clause in his previous oh. deal after this season. Uh, that old contract ran through 2021 without the opt-out. The Angels acquired Upton in a trade with Detroit August 31st. I uh, had a really good year, hit 273 with 35 home runs, 109 RBIs. I didn't realize this. He's a four-time All-Star. I never would have guessed that, but I guess it makes sense. And he's still only like 30. Uh, he is 30 years yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. What did his brother start calling himself? BJ. Melvin. Melvin. Melvin Upton Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Nats introduced Dave Martinez today as their new manager. We knew that was happening, obviously. Uh, he says uh, he's already talking uh, championship next year, okay, just so you know. That's good. He says they're one of the better teams <laughs> in the National League, and he's looking forward to working with them and being part of of the 2018 championship season. John, Don't worry, Dave. You'll be fired if you get eliminated from the LDS next year. John, so. you'll uh, want to be listening to the three technique as we uh-huh. discuss the 2018 baseball power ratings. Oh, wow. wow. They oh. are out. We have the mouse already. ESPN has given us what their took power them so ratings. long. I don't know. I mean, the season ended they yesterday. Obviously, has have assessed all the off-season maneuvering, and uh, they're ready to give us their power ratings. All right, thank you. Yep. 
All right, we have entered the second half of the season. We yes. have been drained of prizes by our contestants. No more keychains uh, left. No more. Uh, Legal came down and said, you guys coffee, have got to stop giving away cups, all this stuff. And T-shirts. Cups, t-shirts. We're out of T-shirts. So uh, the Thursday f- plus four contest will go on as a three-man battle. Mm-hmm. And... We haven't done a real good job of keeping the standings in the first half, but this is the playoff push. Here we go. From now on, Down everybody keep their picks. Got it. And we'll use the honor system. All right. Good enough. And tonight, to kick off the second half, <laughs> one of the most exciting football games <laughs> I have ever heard about, uh, Buffalo at the New York Jets with poor Todd Bowles standing on the sideline. Knowing he's going to get fired. Looking like, you know what? I have coached my rear end off. I had the Patriots beat, and they stole that game from me. Mm-hmm. And I've won, what is he, 3-5? and five? Something like that? Yep. They should be 0-8. and eight. He's the best coach in the league. He's going to get fired. <laughs> yep. It's going to be his fault. Buffalo's only a three and a half. That tells you Buffalo playing well, and they're only a three and a half point favorite at the Jets. Who do you like, Manny? I like the Buffalo Bills to uh, cover the three and a half and win on the road. I just like the way they're playing. Good defense. Very right? good defense. And now they just traded for um, uh, Calvin Benjamin. Yes. I uh, got him from Carolina. Is he going to play this from... week? I don't. Well, I, they just I got him Tuesday. They, probably, yeah, it's they, a receiver, I, though. Yeah. Go out there, run left, and we'll throw you the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's Tyrod. It might not get there. Well, that's the only problem. Yeah, I'm six foot five with him. All you six five, two forty. I would be shocked if he plays. Jump up in the air. I bet he plays. Uh, who's the Jets? Who's the Buffalo coach after they get rid of Rex? Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Carolina Panthers oh, defensive yeah, they say coordinator. He's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Who do you like? Uh, I also am going to go with my Buffalo Bills. Although it's you know I could see the Jets finding a way to backdoor cover this game. They will not win. Buffalo will win this game. But uh, I'll take the Bills to cover the three. I'm going to take poor old Todd. Somebody has to show him some. Come support. on. Who did we decide his quarterback was? Josh, Josh McCown. You have to replace that stiff Fitzpatrick with that stiff McCowan. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, That's, they tried. Where did Fitzpatrick ended up. That he he's, uh, that he might start for Tampa Bay this weekend because Jameis is hurt. Really, Jameis has a sprained AC another, joint. Another reason not to watch the NFL. This yeah, but weekend. Jameis has been rotten. This I know, year. but uh, they got they got. They got dissension in there. Yeah, I, I'm they, with you apparently there. Apparently, they yes. had a terrible locker room. This dirt cutter didn't make it in college, and now you're hiring him as an NFL coach. That never And worked. you ran Lovey out of town because you yes. were so scared to lose this guy. Yeah. Yes, and now poor Lovey is coaching a team that he has less interest in than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and for damn good reason. <laughs> poor Lovey stands there like, oh, what the hell is this? Why am I here? <laughs> What am I doing? I coached in a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and now standing on the sidelines us. in Champagne. Everybody keeps saying, Lovey's got a young team. Yeah, that's the bad news. They're not <laughs> going anywhere. What was it? No one gave us a chance. No, you no. were playing no, Illinois. The Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gave us that. Chris Ash. Nobody gave us a chance <laughs> to come out here and win this to come out here and win this game. Yes, Chris. Everybody, everybody. gave you a chance. You were playing Illinois. Everybody gave you a chance. Uh, Kansas City at Dallas, the highlight game of the week. Oh, yeah. Dallas, point and a half. Do we know Zeke's out? Well, uh, the appeal will be Zeke's... heard tomorrow. Okay. The appeal will be heard tomorrow. Well, I bet it's not even on the board in Vegas. 
until they find out if he's playing. Oh, that's a good point. I, but I, I think they they have to rule by Friday with the uh, with yeah, the. Yeah, and I don't. I my guess is that he's not going to play. Start serving your sentence so they can. If yeah. you make the playoffs, you're well, playing. they might reduce it too from six to four or no, whatever. No, no, no. You don't no. think so? No, I, I think they're not keep reducing it, at six. it now that they. Not that they've been now fighting that they it. Yeah. Fought it. Yeah. If he would have came to them and begged them, they might have reduced it. But now, now that they've fought him, they're not gonna. They're uh, very belligerent. The NFL hierarchy. Uh, who do you like there, Reavers? Oh, oh Manny, Manny, Manny first. Uh, I'm gonna take Kansas City just for that very reason. I don't think Zeke is gonna play, and I think the Chiefs are gonna go into Dallas and get it done. I 100 percent agree with Manny Hill. I don't even even with Zeke. I think that the the Chiefs are playing really well right now. I'm going to take Kansas City just because of that guy who tweeted out the picture of the 16-month-old boy who looks like <laughs> Andy Reid. I missed it. You oh. didn't see it. I posted it to the show page. Oh, my yesterday. God. The greatest, yeah, thing, the greatest thing ever. The little oh, kid, so they good. got the mustache on. Come on. They got the glasses on him. I got to see baby Reid. But, but, yep. but they made him stand there to get the perfect Andy looking over the... <laughs> oh, my away. God. That's Andy. <laughs> Look no, at, it's not. It's not that, that this one. one? No. Although that one's pretty good too. You got to. Yeah, there's a better one where he's looking away from because Andy always looks at the card and then, he's, then looks and out. Then he the looks away. Yeah, to it's, make sure it's perfect. That everybody's still out there. The one uh, they he made the guy stand there forever. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll show it to you during the break. Okay, Kansas City, I take Kansas City oh. too because I I love the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid. That's what Reed. is the greatest thing about being a parent is yeah. doing crap like <laughs> yeah. that to your kids. Making your kid be a prop. <laughs> I saw some person that had like five dogs, you know, five mm-hmm. identical like poor labradoodles or something. Sure, <laughs> dressed them all up in Halloween. Oh, you come. think the dogs like this? No, they do not. Like no, being kids like doing that. Dogs do not. I remember when. Uh, my wife put tried to put winter booties on Stout. Oh, he, he Stout was, was not having snow, that. Taking these big steps up, <laughs> trying to kick him off. He was just—he'd rather have his feet freeze than walk he'd around. He'd rather have him in a bear trap than have those booties on. To walk around with those booties. <laughs> I got Kansas City, Washington at Seattle. Seattle six and a half for Washington. They played their arses off, and they can't hang in there and win a game. No, can they? no. Now the Vikings get them next week, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, Seattle by six and a half. I will take uh, Seattle to uh, cover the six. Six and a half is a little bit of a, a a big number there, but Seattle being at home, they're they're so good at How home. How's this for a nice advantage for the Vikes? They get the week off while well, these guys got to fly out to the and West get pounded Coast by and those fly guys. Back by that. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Seattle to cover this game too, and I I don't even think this one's going to be close. I think Seattle is uh, catching now that they got a left tackle too. They're uh, they're going to end up being the team to beat in the NFC. I like Seattle too, and uh, poor Washington is, uh, you know, they're they're running on. They're already out of it, and they got uh, they got these guys, and then they got a they got this defense, and then they got the Viking defense next week. Good luck, Arizona. Nope. Oh, Atlanta. Yep. Excuse me. Good. I'm glad we don't have Arizona on there because we'd all pick against them. <laughs> Atlanta at Carolina, and Carolina's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That kind of surprises me. Who, who do you like, Manny? I like Atlanta to go in on the road. I think Carolina, for some inexplicable they reason, traded. They have too. Yeah, they, they traded Calvin Benjamin, which I don't really understand why, when they're a, a half a game out of first place. Uh, so I'd like Atlanta to uh, to go on the road and take care of the Panthers. Yeah, you think maybe their uh, the players would be the locker room might be a little upset. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. I, 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 Atlanta almost lost to the Jets last week. Yeah, I know it was in New York, but still, it's the Jets. They're terrible, and I 
Carolina's a weird team because they can look, but I'm going to take the Panthers. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. Detroit at Green Bay and the Detroit Lions, who have won once in Green Bay in my lifetime, right. are uh, a half a point favorite. So in other words, it's, it's basically a pick them. Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, I will take the Packers at home. <laughs> I, I don't think Brett Hundley's very good, but this is the Lions. They're beat up. They never win in Green Bay. I think Brett Hundley's going to do just enough, and uh, the Packers will hang on at home and win a close one. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, but I, I can't trust Brett Hundley. I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. That's it. We'll be back this day in history. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. 1947, on this date in history, Howard Hughes got the spruce goose off the uh, water on uh, on the Pacific uh, Ocean. If you've seen the movie The Aviator, a very uh, wonderful movie about this crazy son of a gun, oh, Howard man. Hughes, one of the goofiest guys of all time. But this was when he was at the height of his skills before he went nuts. And uh, uh, the, the Hughes flying boat uh, was piloted by Howard Hughes. It was built with laminated birch and spruce, and the massive wooden aircraft had a wingspan longer than a football field and was designed to carry 700 men into battle. He thought he was going to do this for the military. Uh, Hughes, of course, was a very successful Hollywood movie producer when he founded the Hughes Aircraft Company. He personally tested the uh, cutting-edge aircraft of his own design, and in 1937, he he broke the transcontinental flight time record. In 1938, he flew around the world in a record three days, 19 hours and 14 minutes. Following the U.S. entrance into World War II, the U.S. government commissioned the Hughes Aircraft Company to build a large flying boat capable of carrying men and materials over long distances. The uh, Spruce Goose never really uh, became feasible, and industrialist Henry Kaiser backed out of the project. But uh, you got to watch the movie The Aviator if you uh, want to see the, it's the drama of yeah. the Spruce Goose the replica of the spruce goose trying to get off the uh, 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 water in the uh, in the Pacific Ocean, uh, right off the, I don't know what, off Santa Monica or some dang place. But anyway, this day in history, this spruce goose actually attained flight.